Hello and welcome to Back to Two Back, Back to Goswick Lane. Big hit on Goswick Lane Realtor. There are certain things we can't say. I don't like having rules, period. This is Janty Patel, and he's brought on a special guest today, Jimmy Sue with Longview Home Inspections. Welcome, Jimmy. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me. Man, it's good to have you here. Uh, you remind me a little bit of the, oh, he's a comedian. Do you ever get this? Go ahead. He's really funny, <laughs> and I can't remember his name. It's going to come to me later. Jackie Chan. No, it's I not get Jackie, Jackie Chan. Chan. I get the guy from Fast and Furious a lot. Which oh, is, yeah. Uh, what's his name? The guy from Fast and the Furious. The coolest guy in Fast and Furious. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I know you're talking about. That is not who I'm thinking of. I'll think no, of it later. Probably Jimmy Yang. I think that is the it. Glasses. He's yes. funny. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super funny dude. Yeah, he's got long hair like me. Yes. I'm good with that. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, man. Tell me uh what you do, where you're from, how you do it, and uh, just like all the things about your life. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm from Longview, born and raised. Uh have a business entrepreneurship degree from University of North Texas, graduated boomerang generation, came back to Longview. Um I worked for the fire department about seven and a half years. Um had a full pension, everything full benefits, but I was wanting to build generational wealth. Uh, that was kind of my background. Uh, rich Dad, Poor Dad, uh, Think and Grow Rich. Those type books really influenced my growth. So um, like most firemen, started a side gig. Um, I started investing in 2008 in real estate. Best time for a college kid to enter the real that, estate market. It was brutal. Wait, wait. But it yeah. actually, the market had... It was crashing, it, it right? It crashed, and yeah, but getting a loan was uh, incredibly tight. Lenders were, were mm. very skeptical. Um, so I dabbled in it. I got started, had done a few flips. I just realized, hey, I need to get an actual J-O-B. Uh, landed at the fire department, moved back to town. Uh, after being there for a while, I did start to get burnt out. Uh, I was trying to find a way to uh, match income and then also match pension. I was able to do that through rental properties uh, and then starting to flip houses. Actually, uh, Janty's been able to sell me deals. He's, he's put me on some really good properties. Uh, we work together in that aspect and then uh, also as home inspections. So that's currently what my, my day job is as a home inspector. Uh, and I think that's kind of some of what he was wanting to have me get into today. How long have you, uh, I, I do have a, a weird random question. How many guys at the fire department have a side gig percentage wise? Just throw something out there. 80 to 90. That's awesome. At least, at least seventy percent. Why? Minimum. Why do they have? Why uh, do they all have side gigs? So it's on paper. You work ten days a month, right? Okay. You got twenty days a month off, but you work twenty-four hour shifts typically, twenty-four, and then you have forty-eight hours off. Okay. Um, but so you just have a lot of extra free time. But you know, I found riding nights, um, being on the the medic, and, and not getting much sleep, uh, spending more time recovering, or just okay. feeling being groggy. Um, but, uh, you know, you got 20 days a month to do whatever you want. I guess a lot of guys could go golfing, but being a public servant, you're not you're not super wealthy. Yeah. So, uh, you got to really love the job. Probably also, you know, you kind of have that, as a fireman, you kind of have that mindset to serve. And a lot Typically, of the guys, yep. a lot of them I see them, like, doing service-type businesses. Yep, exactly. Lawn care, uh, lighting stuff, like, stuff like that. All right, so you're in uh, – inspections now home inspections how long have you been doing that i think i'm going on year five um been doing it full time uh, as my own company yeah right around five years okay I say. did you start out with another company i did briefly i'd started my own uh wasn't gaining a lot of traction you have to i think same for a lot of realtors you have to build a book mm -hmm. um so i did 
join in with a, another company. I was with them for about a year. Um, just kind of wanted to branch out that entrepreneurship route. I just wanted to be my own boss. Mm-hmm. So eventually just took the leap and, and, and kind of started my own company. Was that hard for it. you to, I mean, you, you had been in real estate. Have you always been entrepreneur minded or was that something that just came from reading those, those books by Robert Kiyosaki initially? When I went to school, business school, one of the most interesting facts that stuck out to me in, in one of my readings was uh, the highest percentage of entrepreneurs is actually in, in Korean population. Really? And so, and I'm half Korean, half Chinese. My dad okay. owned a, he owned a restaurant, uh, Hunan's. And so I grew up in, here in Longview. Here in Longview okay. is uh, one of the first Chinese restaurants in town. And so um, just grew up with parents owning business. My mom had a small clothing boutique. My dad um, owned a restaurant. I grew up always seeing my parents being their own boss, um, kind of being the person in charge. So that was really just something I was kind of, I think, born with, mm-hmm. something that I've, I've always wanted. That's cool. And Genty, your, your family, very similar, right? Growing Correct. Growing up that way. Yeah. We actually used to eat at Hunan's. Poo-poo we did tray. too. Yeah. The poo-poo. <laughs> the poo-poo tray. <laughs> poo-poo tray. P-U-P-U. Poo-poo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They'd bring this entire tray out with all the different meats, egg rolls, okay. um, shrimp toast, and you'd have this little black cauldron that had a little grill on it, and then actually light it on fire. Really? And yeah. The food was pretty cooked, but you'd warm it up. You'd have, like, barbecue ribs, things like that. And Yeah, we ate there all the time. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, I'm sure if I asked my wife, she would know what Hunan's. When was the last year that Hunan's was in business? Um, so, I want to say, golly, it's been about, probably about five years. Okay. So, where the Panda Korea is now. Yes. That's That that was uh, Hunan's Chinese restaurant. My Mom owns the building. Okay. She got everything in the doors. Do you do, <laughs> so y'all, she, do you miss it? Does your family oh miss God, it? Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. So um, is another one coming soon? No. You see, that was that was kind of the path is did I want to continue on the food and beverage okay. industry? And it's, it's long hours. Um, it's hard work. Yes. Customers never, you know. It's hard, yeah, dude. They're always right. Yeah. <laughs> so. or they, they think so. That's the same thing in real estate. Agents are always... Ryan. Wait, wait. Uh, yeah, it depends Ryan. on if it's the agent and the home inspector or the agent and the customer buying the home. Who's right then? Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> you're in a, a little kind of a feisty mood today. Oh, always. Okay. So, uh, you're, we're here. You are here at a brain fart moment. You are here to talk about home inspections, and you guys work together on this. So I think most of the questions of the inside of what a home inspection is is probably going to come between you you two guys. What do, you, what do you think that most people out there need to know when it comes to home inspections? What is a home inspection? What do you uh, – most of the clients that I serve, whenever I tell them, let's say, hey, uh, we're going to write this contract, after we write the contract, then if it's accepted – you may call out on a home inspection company or uh, I use someone personally. I can't refer, but I can, you know, tell you who I use personally. Most people don't know where to go, so they take the recommendation uh, and I refer them to Longview Home Inspections. And then his team takes care of it from there. Uh, you know, how do, how do you all guide people through that first initial phone call through the inspection, I think, is is crucial for people that watch the show sure yeah so like janty said most people don't know exactly what an inspection is maybe they first time buyer or their last one was 10 20 years ago so i think one of the things that are really imperative is is knowing why should i get one let's just take it a step further why should i get one um 
And really what a home inspection is, is it's like going, getting an annual physical uh, with your physician. You just want to make sure all the systems are working top to bottom. So is it the one you get just like regular as you're growing up, or is it that special 40 or 50 year mail checkup? It may be closer to that. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're, we, it sometimes surprises sellers and, you know, or even some agents that the, the length of time we spend there, you know, we're, we're checking everything roof to foundation. We're running the air conditioning. We're, we're running water. We're flushing toilets. Um, all the lights are on in the house. And I know a lot of times sellers, are going flicking lights off behind me or, or turning the oven <laughs> off. Um, but <laughs> and they can't help it. But how, how many gallons do you run? Typically on a home inspection, I run a volume test of approximately 20 to 30 minutes. Um, our SOPs say you have to run at minimum 15 minutes of water at two fixtures. I run all the fixtures at, uh, concurrently. For your your SO standard operating procedure, your SOP is set by what industry? Texas Real Estate Commission. Same as, uh, as realtors. Okay. So... We're, we're very strictly mandated on what we have to do as part of our findings and, and what we have to test and what we have to report as deficient, any safety concerns, things of that nature. Um, so we honestly, I run between half a day to a day's worth of water. I run a stress test on the system because if I'm going to have any plumbing concerns, um, it's typically going to manifest itself during that volume test. Now, that's not a guarantee, and that's where I think setting expectations is probably the most important thing can't see underground, can't see underground sewer lines. Um, mm -hmm. That's where we're kind of joking about, well, how detailed does it get? And so if we're going to start running scopes or, or cameras or things like that, that's starting to get in the field of a specialist. But if I'm having any drainage issues, any backup, slow flushing toilets at that point, I would refer and recommend further evaluation to p potentially help uh, mitigate a costly mistake. Do you all... Uh have a scoping system that you offer? We do. Um, <clears throat> so we do have a camera that we're able to to scope, typically just the main lateral line, which is, you know, that's unfortunately you can't get into every web of every every plumbing line. Um, I do also, because I am in real estate, I do have contacts. I, I also make referrals to um, right. different plumbers that, that can do those things. Um, same thing with if there's foundation concerns or roof concerns. So a lot of times I think, the big picture is just looking to make sure, hey, are there any major concerns? Is this green light or, you know, do I need to kind of pause and, and reevaluate? But the second part of what a home inspection is that I think most people don't don't recognize, uh, and I didn't know until I was an inspector, uh, as an investor, I would just go, you know, eyes closed and, and just, hey, we'll figure it out. If we knock down a wall and we find mold or termites and we'll just, oops. We'll just pay for it. I'm raising my hand. <laughs> We've over all here. been there. Yeah. yeah, it's almost like you, when you walk into a deal like that, it's just it. A lot of them feel like if you're getting a, a still of a deal, it feels like I'm getting mm -hmm. a still of a deal. I'm gonna fix all this stuff later. But there have been a few that we've been in recently that those stills of a deal came back and like it was super tight because we missed stuff. Yeah, mm -hmm. and so <clears throat> as we talk about that missing stuff or catching stuff, finding my job's just to find and report deficiencies. Things like termites behind walls, you know, sometimes that's just a die roll that happens. Um, mm -hmm. uh, broken sewer line, sometimes that happens. But the best prevention you can do is to at least have the systems checked and see if they're performing the day of the inspection. My typical rule of thumb is if anything's broken, leaking, or not doing what it's supposed to, there may be grounds for to ask for a repair or replacement. I think most people buy a home, they expect the plumbing to work. They expect there not to be roof leaks. Uh, they expect their air conditioning system to work. And these are things that I typically find. I actually was getting a phone call from one of my inspectors on the drive up here, um, how the pool heater wasn't operating. 
and you know that is considered an optional system by Trek. So he was trying to make sure on parameters on how he needed to report that. And it's not my job to say that it's broke necessarily, um, but it will not operate through normal controls. It could just be a relay switch. It could be a simple solution um, control panel issue, or maybe it's an entire new furnace. You know, so it could be a couple dollar fix. It could be a couple thousand. Mm-hmm. And so that is where I think a lot of people get misconstrued on what an inspection can and can't be. It's basically my job is to find and report. Um, typically, that's where the realtor would take over the transaction. If we do find something, say, dishwasher isn't working or there's a plumbing leak, that's where your realtor would come in, uh, maybe for some negotiations as far as, hey, guys, um, before we're willing to proceed and move forward. We're wanting XYZ addressed, and, and that's really where this guy would specialize. I don't know if you got anything you can jump in or any examples. Yeah, I mean, uh, th- there's been plenty of situations. There's foundation. I always tell my clients that we're looking at a, a good home inspection. Don't get me wrong. We're looking at everything, but we're looking at the foundation, the roof, and the AC unit. Uh, a lot of people will say, well, you're getting a home warranty. I think that you've dealt with home warranties. Uh, not saying that they're not they don't always not operate, but there can be limitations to uh, air conditioning. And so um, navigating through that process sometimes can be taxing because you have, you're set on a time limit. Uh, a lot of people don't know that when we only have either 10 days, seven days, five days, uh, sometimes as short as three days. And so they're doing their job quickly to turn it around to us so that we can turn around and try to get those deficiencies corrected. Another thing, and and I don't know how Jimmy, I have not been to any of his walkthroughs, I don't think, um, but he's very good at talking to the to the client and kind of making them understand what, you know. This is the potential buyer, right? Correct. This, correct. The, yeah. Okay. Your client, your client is His the client. potential buyer. Correct. Correct. Yeah, and okay. that's one thing with Trex SOPs is even though referral may have come from Janty, at the end of the day, I represent that buyer. The buyer. Fiduciary duty to report okay. deficiencies to them. And I'm either going to find a problem or I'm not. So, uh, you know, at that point, there's hopes that, well, if there's an issue, some things are, are coachable things. We may be missing GFCI outlets. Mm-hmm. Um, when every sure. home built before 1990 is missing GFCI outlets. Do I have to report it as deficient? Yes. Do I feel like we need to overhaul the entire electrical system? No, I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is where the buyer would just maybe like to be educated and to know that, okay, yeah, I, I just need to kind of put that in the back of my head. I do have a dated electrical system. Um, and most people are first-time buyers. Well, everybody's a first-time buyer at some point. some point. But when you have somebody spitting all this knowledge on them, they get scared or they get nervous about it. And so that's where, you know, you have to come in and, and really look at the report with the client and analyze that and make sure that they understand what's going on and that they're, it's a used house. Even new homes have lots of findings oh, on yeah. them, uh, sometimes more than older mm-hmm. homes. That's good stuff. Uh, we're going to kill that one right here, but we're going to jump in and talk more about inspections on the next episode with Jimmy. Don't miss out on the next episodes. We're going to be talking about some stuff that's really interesting when it comes to home inspection. So join us back here on the next episode. Remember, love God, love others, and let your work reflect that. We'll catch you on the next one. <laughs>